all patriots, it's time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo, for it's Wednesday, June 16th. Can you believe it's June 16th already, Bravo? It's June 16th, and I had to pay my quarterly taxes. Yay. Oh, so much fun. Well, it's June 16th. Time is just flying by, and there's an awful lot of things to talk about this evening. You know, you've got the you've got Biden overseas in Geneva. You've got all sorts of activity going on around the United States. You've you've got it it's a madhouse out there. But mm-hmm. you know, we really want to get into, you know, we're just a couple of guys who like to talk about the current events, just two regular dudes just we're just allowing you to listen to the uh, conversations that we have uh between us too and that's kind of like where we are and we find some stories that are interesting and you're going to find a lot of commonality in a lot of things things are developing and changing and we talked about a lot of these things in previous episodes of the program and we we really thank you for your time and coming along with us on this journey that we're on you know we really want to talk about the stories that people aren't talking about necessarily or that they really aren't truly paying attention to that are really going to have an impact on everyday people. Right. Bravo. Not, not only that, hello everyone. We are the two American Patriots. I love talking right. about current events. And this producer almost got fired because I sound like I was coming from a wind tunnel last time. I found out it was a setting on the stream yard. That is great, but little rookie mistake so it got added to the checklist i apologize for the sound quality last time i think i have it fixed how's it sound all right to you there bro uh, oh yeah you sound you sound a lot better i was i was trying to run past that so you didn't have an opportunity to you know self-flagellate at, at making a small error i mean we're <laughs> we're not professionals here we don't have a producer and bravo you will we'll keep you on the payroll and and i'll even give you a raise half of nothing is still Nothing. Nothing. So All right. Nothing. Anyway. Nothing. All right. So we're going to move along. Like like I said, we like to talk about the stories that are impacting people. I mean, really impacting people. And stories and, that you and I would talk about saying to right. each other, why aren't they talking right. about this? Why are we? And we're talking about it. So we're sharing our thoughts and our you know opinions with you of these stories that we have found that just make my head shake and butt back and forth and say, what are they thinking? They're not talking about this. So we're going to let you think about it and talk about it. And we want to hear from you. Please uh, email us info at signal 50.com info at signal 50.com. You can also, uh, if you're on, if you're joining us with a live stream, please jump in on the comments. Let us know if you could share this video, like the video. And when you catch it on rumble, give us a couple of rumbles. It really does help get the, the word out. So we appreciate you spending some time with us. It does. And and what, what I'll say, you know, uh, a little bit here, we, we've grown significantly, right? Uh, our, our listenership has grown tremendously. I think people are really looking for content, and I'm, I'm glad that people are enjoying what we're putting out. I'm getting some emails and, and some personal stuff. A lot of people that I know are listening. That's great. Uh, our, our podcast is, is doing pretty well as far as downwell boats go. So thank you very, very much. There's some things that are going to be coming up that we'll, we'll get into here in a little while. Uh, we're going to uh, take on some larger affiliates and to take part uh, in some co-branding and co-marketing coming up soon. Uh, details to be announced. But anyhow, 
And Listen, we haven't forgotten about that big interview we're trying to get. It's just right. the person that's supposed to come on is super yes. busy. And yes. I understand, you know, but yeah, she, we'll get she just, she just recently got engaged. So she's out running around doing her thing, which is great. Good yeah. for her. Well, we are uh, thinking so about bringing on some other interesting right. um, people that have some insight that we want to share with you also. So all things right. to look forward to here on the signal 50 podcast. That's right. So, you know, like, one of the things that I've really been trying to drive a message home on and not a lot of people are paying much attention to it is the fact that the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns and the closing of businesses and the restrictions have, we always knew there was going to be an impact and when are you going to pay the bill? right? When mm -hmm. is the check due? The check is due. Okay. There, something that nobody's talking about, one of the, the largest, most populous county, county, aside from Baltimore County in Maryland, where I happen to reside in the state of Maryland somewhere, Montgomery County is, is the largest county or the most populous or most densely populated county in, in the state of Maryland. Uh, you know, it's where Bethesda is and Silver Spring, and mm -hmm. you've got Germantown, Gaithersburg. You've got big towns here, big, big, large numbers of people here. Nobody is talking about the the real human toll that the COVID pandemic, the draconian lockdowns, and all of the measures that everybody thought would be effective in slowing down a virus are going to take on a very personal level. Mm. We, can, we, can you we, imagine? I mean, uh, for you know, you and I, I'm not sure I would ever not pay my mortgage or not pay what you know, and just because I want to make sure I don't get behind. But you, like you mentioned earlier, Alpha, everything comes due. The piper needs to be paid, and if you just ignore your payments, they're not going to go away. And it's kind of it, it seems people that well, are having a tough time with it. I guess you know. They're going to have to, I, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, well, what do, what do you do? What do you do when you go to work every day and all of a sudden the business that you rely on to generate revenue, say you're a waiter or a waitress mm -hmm. uh, in the service industry and mm. you make, you know, not, you're not making six figures for sure, or maybe you are. Um, mm -hmm. And all of a sudden one day somebody, some bureaucrat comes along and says, you can't work anymore because of a virus. And the business you're working for, your job just goes away. Mm. Your job goes away. And, you know, say there's two members of a household that participate in kind of the same industry. You're making it. You're able to pay your bills. You're doing fine. And then all of a sudden, the music stops. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the state puts a moratorium and the federal government and the CDC, we talked about it in the last program. They put a moratorium on evictions for, for reasons. Okay. Mm. That moratorium is up. And I'm here to tell you in Montgomery County, Maryland, there already have been 16,000 eviction proceedings started. 16,000. 16,000, they estimate there will be more than 30,000 up to 50,000 in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. 
early on, I predicted at least 40 to 50,000 evictions and foreclosures. These, and, and my estimates are short, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, this is not something I wanted to be right about. This is a human tragedy. This is, this has real consequences. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are just evictions. Mm-hmm. These are not foreclosures. These are not auto repossessions. These are not people left in financial, all the people that are going to be left in financial ruin. Mm-hmm. People out there in the, in the real estate market right now is, is for whatever reason, just it's on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter where you go. I mean, the housing prices are just exploding, whether that's due to an artificially inflated real estate market or mm-hmm. inflation itself, more dollars competing for fewer resources, which I think mm-hmm. that could be the case. People are paying between 60 and 80 and a hundred, $200,000 over the asking price for homes. Mm. Do you know, do you, have you heard of this, uh, Blackwater, uh, this company that's going around and buying up houses? Um, yes, I, I I heard about that, but but let's hold on a second on that one. Right. That's a that's a kind of a different thread to pull. Mm-hmm. Now, what's going to happen? The courts are starting to open up here again in mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. of Maryland and all over the country. Things are starting to move again, and the wheels are turning. Mm-hmm. What what happens? I mean, what happens next to these these people that were just hardworking people that all of a sudden found themselves caught up? in a bureaucracy that told them one day erroneously without any kind of thought process behind it or looking strategically down the road at the potential consequences, what is going to happen to these poor people? Um, I, I can't even imagine living out of their cars, having to move, going somewhere else. They're losing all the equity they put into that that home up until when they lost their job. Yeah. And again, with the reports coming out, was this something that was really needed? Why, you know, why did they really need to lose their jobs over a virus that was what it did, did affect people. We we're not saying it's not real, but it was also survivable. (laughs) I, you know, that, well, like like we were talking about there, there are all sorts of different consequences to what has gone down in this country over the past year and going on almost a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. We're very close to 18 months of, of uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Oh. Where I live, there are still restrictions and there are still some challenges and not everything is 100% open yet. Mm-hmm. Hospitalizations are are near zero. Nobody is getting sick. The vaccination rates are are incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, take it or leave it. There, we'll just leave that alone for the moment. Uh, but but they're very slow to reengage. Now, mm-hmm. all bills are paid. All debts mm-hmm. get paid. And and unfortunately, you're going to see. This is a human tragedy. Hmm. This is heartbreaking stuff to to even have to talk about it, but nobody is really talking about the price this country is going to pay for what has happened. There's a lot of speculation and 
we don't want to get into that right now, but no. there is also a thought, and again, this is again my opinion, that if there was nefarious actions or things that were being done to purposely put a tailspin onto the economy to get a certain agenda forward, you know, uh, that that's what comes to my mind, Alpha. And I'm not sure I can say anything else about it except that, you know, th- this is not this is not, you know, the American dream. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And no, this is this is that. a complete nightmare. This is a nightmare. Yep. Okay. When you look at think of these kids, right? You've got all of these kids whose parents were just hardworking people, lost their jobs. Now these people are going to be, you know, unfortunately homeless. There, there's the eventuality here is homelessness. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, maybe not all 30,000 people that get evicted aren't going to be able to work something out. OK, so there's hope there for some people. And let's hope that people can get bounced back on their feet. But let's put it to you this way. The median rent in Montgomery County as just kind of a guess on like a two or a three bedroom place is between thirteen hundred and nineteen hundred dollars a month up to twenty two hundred dollars a month. You multiply mm-hmm. that, you do the math on that times fifteen months that they weren't able to pay that and they were able to stay there and they didn't have the power turned off because they the state shut that off and you can't have the power turned off because of the pandemic. Da, 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 da. Those bills keep racking up. At some point the power company's gonna show up, throw the switch, shut the mm-hmm. power off. These kids that are just unwitting victims of this entire bureaucracy that did this, they're mm-hmm. going to be, how are these kids going to continue their education without a mm. house? Because their families what, are going to, their families are going to be left in ruins. Right. Well, this, not only that, but the way the, system's set up, the way the system's set up, schools are based on where you live and where you buy property. Uh, you know, or, where you, or on, just where you live. Right. Where you live. Yeah, exactly you know, where you live and then they really don't have much of a choice. You know, you know it, it's just, it's unfortunate. The story breaks my heart and um, we'll have to keep an eye on this. I don't, I don't see this getting any better. You know, these, these stimulus checks and elevated uh, unemployment payments were all false bravado. Uh, uh, you know, it's just, it was a, it's just a gap filler. People, it was just a. It, may, it gave false hope instead of giving people the ability to, you know, to get ready to get back to work, get them back to work, or look at the long term, not the short term. And and decisions were made without really thinking about the consequences long term. That's right. You know, you know, on I the mean, economy, let, why? <laughs> Again, well, we'll I come mean, back to the original question. Let, Let's let's do a little quick math, right? I mean, your average family of three people, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've got um, let's call it fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent, plus one hundred and fifty for power uh, in Maryland is a good guess, plus five hundred for groceries, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, plus. 500 more for incidentals, bare bones, and we're talking no frills lifestyle here. Mm-hmm. That's $2,650 a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's go times 16 months. Mm-hmm. 
That's $42,400 in living expenses. How mm. does anybody make that up? That's, um, not, that's not chump change. That's no, a not. lot of money. Now, let's mm. take that and let's extend that math out a little bit just to just show everybody the magnitude just from what we're seeing at a very high level of the disaster mm. yet to come. Let's multiply that by, let's just call it, just to be on the conservative side, 20,000 evictions. Mm-hmm. 20,000 families in, in, in Montgomery County in this mm-hmm. situation. Let's, let's get a grand tally. That's $848 million in economic damage. God, That's just one county with a conservative estimate. One county. Oh, the the numbers are mind boggling, and the and the other issue is, this is the first time I have heard anyone really talk about this, and that's between me and you, Alpha. Well, this is this a is conversation that you and I would have, right? I, and we're just, we would sit here and say something's got. I mean, I mean, it, this is one of the unintended consequences of shutting down an economy for a virus that I got to be honest with you <laughs> didn't justify that. It wasn't Ebola. Just no. Well, just, you know, the, the, the tragic thing here is this was like a half a percent fatal or point point oh two or something somewhere along those lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing to laugh at. It's nothing to sneeze at. Right. It's no, it's no laughing matter whatsoever. People died here. Right. Okay? And, the pe- and the people that lost loved ones, Oh, have my utmost sincerest condolences, and I'm sorry for your loss. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But, Can you just still, imagine? Just imagine if this thing were, like we said it last time, one percent, five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent fatal. Could you imagine a fifteen percent mortality rate? Oh, well, we were talking about this last time, last show. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's still event. Yeah. It's a, it it's still it, it it is a an evolutionary stopgap. It's an evolutionary bottleneck if something like that happens. Okay, mm. so it's 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 heartbreaking and it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. This is the part of this, and this is why I was so anti-lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so let people choose what they want to do. And if you feel that you're afraid of this thing, you stay home. You take the precautions. That's on you. But if you've got to go out and work, they should never have closed the businesses. As far as I'm concerned, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is America. You know, you should have been free to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And if you were that worried about it, stay home, wait till the vaccine came out, protect yourself, wear a mask, do whatever, stand on your head, wear a hazmat suit. I don't care. You can mm-hmm. you, look at the damage that's been done. Right. And the that's draconian. Great. Remember, and, and we were talking about this, the draconian, thou shall do what a small group of people say. Right. Look away from our freedoms, our constitutional freedoms that we were granted by God. And this is what happens. So this is not over, everyone. I'm sorry to say. Okay, let's just let's 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 expand it out just one step further. I don't hope mm-hmm. we don't lose everybody here. That's one county and, and a and a quietly quite densely populated county and quite an affluent county. Can you imagine 
counties like Baltimore County. Mm. Not quite as affluent as Montgomery County. People don't have the resources there. How many evictions do you think the renting population in Baltimore County is tremendous? I would mm. say you would have to multiply that number at least by three mm. in Baltimore County for evictions or or even more. Mm. Anne Arundel County, Prince George's County, Washington, D.C. is not uh, you know, an affluent place the the great preponderance of the folks that live there are, you know, they're, they're paycheck to paycheck type folks and they work hard. They work hard and they don't have the cash reserves to sustain themselves through something like this. So I have a lot, I have a big soft spot for these people that are, they're going to go through a lot of pain and this is, this is going to be bad. Along with this is going to come an escalation in the crime rate, mm -hmm. drug addiction, alcoholism, homelessness, violence. It, it's, it's all bad. Mm -hmm. So depressions. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's something else that nobody's really talking mm. about. So well, anyhow, that's real cheerful stuff, right? <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, again, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. We're, we hope that we're, we're overestimating and that we're being over gloomy, but uh, you gotta, you can't argue with the numbers and you can't argue with what's going on right now. You have to keep no. your eyes open and be prepared to, to, you know, have your head on a swivel, as we say. Right. Have your head on a swivel. And if this has taught anybody anything, it's if you've got money, stash it away. If you've got resources, stash them away, you know, be prepared for an event like this because if it happened once it can happen again mm -hmm. history tends to repeat itself right yep so anyhow uh enough of that stuff i mean it's just it's just mind-blowing mind-blowing mm -hmm. yep so anyhow you know look we, we talk a lot about a lot of things that are going on and, and there are a lot of things happening like this, this story about the evictions and, and really what's going on on the, the man on the street level of impact that this virus has had is, is, is frightening stuff. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about, you know, election stuff that's going on and, and that's still happening and nobody is paying attention to it because everybody is scope locked on what's going on in Geneva right now with, with Putin and Biden and, you know, there's a border thing going on. There's there's all sorts of stuff going on. Okay, that was by the way, Biden was a disgrace. The way he the way he acted, the way he talked, the way he spoke and represented this country. I am I'm in, I'm mortified by what he did. I, we're gonna do we're gonna do an entire program on that uh, next time because I'm I'm gonna let that settle and I'm gonna let that whole thing play out. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to let that play out so we get to absorb all of it. Sure. It's oh, just I want the video. Yep. We'll, we'll bring some video. We'll, we'll bring the, uh, the, oh my gosh moments and some of the other things that will come out of it as the analysis occurs. But I was keeping an eye on it right now and I am mortified. Alpha is just, oh. well, right. You know, it, it's bad. And, and I just threw something in here, Bravo, that, that we didn't talk about. I, I had it uploaded and I don't know what happened to it, but there's something I really want to talk about. And, and it's, 
it's going to be a little surprise to you, uh, but we're going to kind of roll with it. You know, we, we look a lot at, at the role models out there that have led everybody and, and have been really true leaders through the last 14, 16 months, really fearless people going against the grain. And, and as it turns out, they were more right than wrong about mm-hmm. how they have conducted themselves and been true leaders and, and people mm-hmm. to look to them for strength and to say, don't be afraid. We're going to push through this thing. And they showed really incredible quality. And that one of those people and, and our, our, our role model and our idol talks about them all the time. And that would be Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Ron a number of times. He was his leadership on the virus and the COVID and the response. It was was just it was pretty much, with a few exceptions, pretty flawless all the way through. He he saw his state through this thing, and they came out stronger on the other side because of his leadership. Mm-hmm. Now, Ron DeSantis is is a real up and coming leader. Mm-hmm. Full stop. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. But Ron DeSantis strikes again. <laughs> He's sending his police, his state police, to Arizona and Texas mm-hmm. because yep. his state is seeing the consequences of the 180,000 people that have rushed across the border in the last six months. Hmm. These people, we keep saying it over and over and over again. This is not, we're not uh, xenophobic at all. But a lot of the people that are coming across the border illegally are not coming to America to pick avocados in California. No, there's a lot. There's a large criminal element that's coming across and the people that are there going to Florida, they're going to all the Gulf states. They're spreading. The illegal immigrants are spreading. Crime is spreading with them. Human trafficking is coming with them. And yeah, anybody who thinks that what I just said is racist, they're out of their mind. Let's talk a little bit about some of the gangs that are bringing people across and children that are being ferried across the border by the cartels, by MS-13, etc. They're landing in Florida. Mm-hmm. And Ron DeSantis is sending his people on a mutual aid basis to Arizona and Texas to bolster their efforts to protect our border because the Biden administration has abdicated all responsibility and has just opened the borders. Mm. That's leadership. DeSantis is leadership. Biden is just oh, pitiful. It's just pitiful. There's nothing else I can say. And, and everything that is going on right now is almost like trying to take a shoe and throw it into the gears of a, of a machine to sabotage the entire process. And that's all I can say. Well, listen, I've, I've maintained this all along. If you want to open the borders and you don't want to have any immigration laws, change the law. But for right, right now, coming across the border without checking in and going through the process is illegal immigration. It is illegal. It is not. It is against the laws of this country. If you want it not to be, you have a Democratic majority in Congress. Change the law. Change the law. Yep. I won't I agree with it, but that's the way it has to be done. 
Correct. Not by selective enforcement of the laws and unequal application of the scales of justice. That is that is the quickest path to a banana republic, which mm-hmm. we are rapidly heading for, I'm afraid. So mm-hmm. sorry I slipped that one in for you. Ben, Ron right. DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is absolutely the poster child for leadership. Anytime we get to give kudos to Mr. DeSantis, I am all for it. Let me just tell you. I, I'm a big fan. I, I'm a huge fan of Ron DeSantis. So, he's got he's got he's got major league huevos, man. He has got yeah. he's got he's got stones, and I really appreciate it. So that that also comes down to my philosophy on leadership, Alpha. So a leader, what is, what does a good leader do? A good leader allows you know, the ability for the people that they're in charge of, or, you know, they work with them. I don't really say in charge, but give them the chance to grow, chance to contribute positively and a chance to be appreciated. I look at, I look at Ron DeSantis. I look at Christy Noem. I look at Donald Trump, all of them leaders in their own right, but they appreciated the people they were working for. And you compare that to the other side. Yeah, just, you know, compare it to the other side. And I don't feel appreciated, nor do I feel wanted when you have Biden, Harris, Cuomo, (laughs) Whitmer. I'll keep going. I mean, it's just they're, they're doing their own thing and they're stepping on all of us in the process. And it really makes me upset. Well, I feel very strongly that that political leadership is about protecting an individual's right god-given mm-hmm. rights okay and not imposing the will of the government or bureaucracy upon people okay that's not leadership mm-hmm. that's a dictatorship yep preserving the rights and the limited powers of government limiting mm-hmm. the powers of government to let people choose and decide and to equally apply the laws as they are written across the board that's leadership in a political basis mm-hmm. what you have now in on the federal level is a shambles mm-hmm. it's a shambles so enough about ron DeSantis leadership he gets you know five stars you know would vote for him if i could i really dig the guy he's awesome mm-hmm. so anyhow moving along a little bit something that not a lot of people are really, really talking about. Everybody's missing the boat on this as well. Mm-hmm. Is what's going on in Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. 13 other states are going, have, have just recently visited Maricopa County, Washington state, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, and I, there's a couple more. I, I might be missing a few details here. They are eyeing the model of what's going on in Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. And they are starting to make a lot of noise about starting a very similar audit in their states. Yep. Because something was terribly wrong in the last election. That's correct. We we said that the first when we were we were watching the election, we went we had a whole show talking about the election results and we 
we we gave our impressions and our thoughts and what we could find and you know we asked why did they stop counting in the middle of the night why did why why were all these irregularities occurring and how is it that when you have a huge lead in the beginning of the of the night in the late night and then all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and biden's now president I was just shook my head and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I was telling everyone, I told you alpha, I was up all night watching <laughs> the results. And that's when I saw these numbers all of a sudden just get in, injected. They yeah. took a hypodermic needle and they injected all these ballots <laughs> into the election. Totally, numbers. totally possible that that's what happened. But you know, that's the purpose of an audit is that's to right. find out exactly what happened. Now, what I find very curious about this whole process that Arizona is going through how many times have the Democrats taken them to court to stop them? Mm. And America, seven, uh, seven times. Well, yes. And the attorney general is now stepping and saying, I am hiring 87 new attorneys to examine these audits. And you can't do slot, buddy. He's a, he's an attorney. I'm not. And he's saying he's going to send all these people down and get the hell out of here. Really? Well, uh, that guy's embarrassing. And well, he was supposed to be nominated for the court. Well, the attorney general of, of Arizona was like, yeah, this is a state's rights issue. You have no jurisdiction over this. Uh, Article four of the Constitution provides, you know, states elections. Da, 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 da. And if you come here and you start screwing around, number one, we're going to arrest your people. Number two, we're going to sue you. Mm -hmm. uh, good for you, Maricopa County. Good for you, Arizona. Stand yep. up for yourself. We said it in the last program. Every time we talk about election audits, it is everybody's right in this country to make sure that the election, whether you like the result or you don't like the result, let the chips fall where they may. If this audit proves that Joe Biden won beyond a, a shadow of a doubt, okay, great. Well, wonderful. I'm not happy. Wonderful. I'm not happy about it, but good. Good, because that is preservation of what our process is supposed to be and the democratic process of electing officials in this country. And for all those people out there that want to say, well, the election's over with, move on. I'm not moving on. We have to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd. And that and, is, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I hope nothing happened. Um, I don't suspect that's the case. But I truly hope that nothing was around. Yeah. I, I, I'll also tell you that with what's going on in uh, with Mike Lindell and his findings and his his reporting already and his and I've watched all of them, all of his documentaries. There are. Wow. There are some <laughs> there are some uh, amazing things. And Sidney Powell, by the way, she's been rather quiet lately. She just mm -hmm. came out today and talked about how she was there and witnessed all of these PCAPs. She was there when it was happening. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, yeah, she's gotten I, struck down a bunch of times, but, you know, I got, I got news for you. Uh, these people aren't going to quit, and, and I hope they don't quit. And like I said before, I'll say it one more time for everybody. If Joe Biden honestly won this election based upon the audit results, okay, great, good. That's that's good news. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to have to see how it turns out. I'm afraid that there were some irregularities that I can't explain. And I'm right there with you, my friend. Agree a thousand percent. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. I want to yes. Share. Another topic you're not going to see uh, discussed very much, um, except with good old Project Veritas and good old James O'Keefe strikes again. Let's share with you what, what happened with this reporter uh, who is now currently suspended, I believe, terminated. No, 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 no. She got canned. She got canned. Got canned. No, she was okay. suspended first and then terminated. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she let's let's play the let's play the you, everyone go to Project Veritas. Go there. Watch the video. It's amazing. I watched it. We're going to play a little bit for you. Stand by. Ox came at my throat for standing up against censorship. Why do you think they did that? From the inside, yes, there's a narrative. If you don't sense what that narrative is mm -hmm. and go with it, there will be grave consequences for you. And this story with Dr. Verone proves that. That's a, you know, that's a great question. And the answer is yes, we have used it. I mean, we know that it's a drug that has been politicized up to the wazoo. Uh, we've used it. We use it with good success. That was a story, by the way, that Susan and Lee sent me there to cover the COVID treatments at that hospital. I just wasn't supposed to ask that question. You need to cease and desist posting about hydroxychloroquine. In my opinion, you failed as a reporter to not know more if you were going to post about hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine that you didn't look it up and look at the latest posts, the latest research about it. Read the articles. Read I the have. Study. There was I, a major study in the New England Journal of Medicine. That study makes him more news. I was aware of that study, which is why I posted him. What study? Because which he, study? I referenced it okay. in my story about Dr. Emanuel. Well, <laughs> I found and, and, a whole bunch of interesting things in this little story. Um, yes, so that's, 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 that's ivory. That's ivory hacker. Right. Ivory hacker is the reporter. She, she was being censored right from her boss, the producer by the name of Susan Schiller Schiller. Well, that's a good last name. Uh, basically she was, as you could hear in the video, she was telling the reporter to knock it off and stop with hydroxychloroquine and the immediate article that she quotes is the new england journal of medicine which is now you're you're you you're when when you have an argument and you automatically go to an authoritative source now dan bongino a couple of days ago talked about the five justifications how uh democrats liberals people that don't really have much facts to go on try to undermine your argument by bringing up such as an authoritative source like quote the New England Journal of Medicine, The Lancet. We were talking about that too, right, Alpha? We were the Lancet was talking about hydroxychloroquine and how dangerous it was. We talked about this last show. Right. It was all completely debunked. Hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin or Zithromax works. Yes, it and does. And this reporter, this reporter was talking to a physician, boots on the ground, people, <laughs> people that were treating on the front lines. And at a certain point, if you can avoid getting someone on a, on a respirator and putting them a tube down their throat, that's a lot better than putting on a tube down their throat and then never get off the respirator. So 
this this checkout project veritas i ivory heckler heckler is a an amazing uh brave soul and she lost her job but she doesn't want to work at a place where she can't speak freely and this is another one of those the bubble is going to burst soon because people are sick and tired of having their rights trampled on and not getting the full story but instead getting a narrative and well, I'm right there. Well, there, there's a little bit more to Ivory's story, okay? And, and you're right. This was only a small piece of the grief that she caught. She mm-hmm. recorded these people over, over a long period of time doing mm-hmm. the same thing to her. Now, she was in the middle of a, a news report about air conditioning and the temperature, the weather, and she all of a sudden just breaks out with, hey, you know, just want to let you know that my producers are censoring me. You're not getting all the stories. They're telling me what to tell you. They're setting a narrative back to the weather. I mean, I mean, she just was as smooth as could be when she did it. And it was yeah. like five minutes after that, they called her on the phone. Um, you're going to need to come to the station and clean out your office or don't come to the station like ever again. You're suspended. Right. Isn't that sad? Well, just think about that for one second. That's a knee jerk, authoritative draconian reaction to trying to control a narrative and not allowing someone to do their job. Again, an example of poor leadership. Well, it's, it's, it's worse than that. It's really worse than that. Now journalism in, in this country, as far as I'm concerned is pretty much dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the, the, the fourth estate. It was their job to dig for the truth and to put the truth out to monitor those in leadership positions as a public service, as a duty to Mm -hmm. inform the populace as to what the government or their elected officials or bureaucrats were really up to, and to report the facts as they were around the world, not to set a narrative, to take sides, to spin, to push one narrative over another and, and to create falsehoods. Now what we have in this country, unfortunately, and and it really hurts and this is not new. Okay. The New York times has a long, the old gray lady, Mm. they have a long history of narrative setting, covering up, and playing favorites. They covered up the fricking Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Okay. They knew full well what the Nazis were doing in Germany. They covered mm-hmm. up the Holocaust and this has been going on for decades and decades and decades. This is nothing new. Now with the advent of social media, with the advent of alternative news sources with the downfall of network news and network television. Most people are getting their news from alternative sources. They're listening to podcasts like this one. They're listening to God forbid. Uh, there was a guy, uh, info wars. I mean, not everybody's heard of, him. if I mention the guy's name, uh, we'll, we'll get canceled off of YouTube permanently. Okay. Um, they've unpersoned these people. That are, that are putting tried. out the stories. They've tried. Uh, They've now more people get their news from podcasts, alternative news sources, things that were out of the mainstream. Like, let's see, the Epic Times. Mm-hmm. 
One of our main sources. One of our main sources. I find they're reporting straight down the middle and factual on Mm -hmm. everything. And I check a number of different sources before we pull anything from anywhere. We check it. Now, Mm -hmm. are we fact checkers? No. We take a reasonable test. Is this reasonable? Let's look at this side of the issue. Let's see what these people are reporting. Let's sort the truth. Now, another problem that we have in this society in this day and age is most people don't read any deeper than the headline. That's correct. So a headline tells 99% of the story, and when you start reading, it's much different than the headline oftentimes. So Mm -hmm. we've lost our ability to critically think in this society, and it's becoming a real problem. And it's been leveraged by the narrative setters and the propagandists from the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And I think you and just summed up the problem. That. <laughs> I think you just summed up the problem with their press. Ding. Okay. Ding. And, and that's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. But again, right. we tell everyone out there, these are, these are conversations that Alpha and I would have over the phone. We're that's sharing right. conversations with you. We're giving you some sources. We encourage you to go out and find your other sources and let us know what you think. Info yes. at signal50.com. Anyway, go read a book. Go on. read a book. Go read, go read a book. <laughs> oh, by the way, talking about books, there's two books that are out. One, of course, is Unfreedom of the Press by Mark Levin. Yep. That book is well worth your time to read over. He goes through in explicit detail about what's going on with that. Second one, Alex Marlowe from Breitbart News came out with a book and I'm, I'm in the middle of right now and I'll be happy to uh, uh, go over it with you uh, when we get done, when I get done with it uh, and it's shattered, you know, the broken press and um, I'll, I'll give you some more details once I finish it, but it's great read and, you know, I'm enjoying it very much. So things to think about. Absolutely. There's some great, there's some great stuff out there. And, and everybody just needs to drop the television set and go read a book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Find out for yourselves. One last story I want to talk about. Uh, and, and again, it kind of goes along with our theme for this evening. You know, when's the bubble going to burst? And we're talking about a story from Revolver. This is Revolver.news. And this is a huge story. And they ask a very interesting question that I want to share with everyone. And the, and the headline reads as this, unindicted co-conspirators in the 1-6 cases or January 6 cases raise disturbing questions of federal foreknowledge. Now, this is an interesting, th- these, are, these are the questions that the article reads, ra- raises and they go through and, they, and they've done investigative reporting, which again, you were talking about this alpha just before. The press is dead. Well, Revolver is starting to bring it back up again. Okay, hold on. But, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Who in the hell heard a Revolver before just now? Um, well, I, I know of it, but I don't think well, any, I'm, I'm not sure. Right. It's not mainstream. Well, look, look. We're going to have we're going to have a number of people. We're going to have a couple of thousand people that might listen to this program. Right. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. more, hopefully. Now. Revolver's not a mainstream news source, is it? No. In fact, if you listen, if you look at the URL, it's revolver.news, which uh, popular populist press. Again, these are all sources that are off the beaten path. Right. But when we look at articles and we read them, we don't 
necessarily pick them out because they say what we want them to say. We look at the methodology of the reporting. Mm -hmm. We look at the content and the quality of that content. There's some good stuff out there. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just think that's important to add. Yep. We talked about critical, critical appraisal of a particular topic. That's right. Doesn't make sense. What's in there? How do they, what were the methods to get to where they're going? Again, we're just sharing things with you that we would talk about, but things that I have been doing since, well, Alpha, you know, since I was a kid, we were always talking about current events. So (laughs) it's kind of like one of those things. Anyway, so we talk about Revolver News and they're willing to address the matter directly in the following three questions. And in this article, they go through all the three questions. We're not going to take the time to go through it, but I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention so we can think about it. And we'll come back next show and we'll tell a little bit more insight as this story starts to evolve. Evolve, excuse me. In the year leading up to the 1 6 and during 1 6 itself, to what extent were the three primary, uh, primary militia groups, open parentheses, Parenthetical, excuse me, the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and the three percenters, closed parenthetical, that the FBI, DOJ, Pentagon, and Network News have labeled most responsible for planning and executing a capital attack on 1-6 infiltrated by agencies of the federal government or informants of said agencies. So what did the government do to get into these the and uh, why were, you know, were they there? Hold on one second. I had yep. a discussion about this very topic today. Mm-hmm. Let me be 100% clear. Mm-hmm. 100% clear. Bravo and myself do not advocate or stand behind what anybody did on one sixth to enter that building period big mistake mm-hmm. we don't act like that no that being said that is an important question mm-hmm. the first point they make what did the government know when did they know it and what were they doing about it if they thought this was a problem mm-hmm. and another point that they do miss in this article is what other groups were there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Antifa and BLM and no, I don't know. Hmm. BLM. Yeah. Yeah. BLM. What are we missing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving along. Question number two. Question number two. Exactly how many federal undercover agents or confidential informants were present at the Capitol or in the Capitol during the infamous quote, siege, unquote, and what roles did they play, open parenthetical, merely passive informants or active investigators, close parenthetical. So that was... Instigators. 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 Finally, this is the last question, finally, of all the unindicted co-conspirators referenced in the changing documents of those indicted for crimes on 1-6, how many worked as a confidential informant or as an undercover operative for the federal government, FBI, army counterintelligence, etc. Hmm. 
Those are some really good They're, questions. Those are very, very good questions. I might add a little bit to that. Mm -hmm. Now, in the article, by before we get in the article, they go through these points, and they they, they go ahead and they look at how it goes back to the original question, which is the the headline: What did the government know? When they know it, and what were they going to do about it? That's or was right. this a setup? That's a right. big question. Was this a setup? And that's now, you know. Back to the top of the top of the hour here. Uh, mm -hmm. When we started the program, we we were discussing, you know, at a very high level, the the G7 that's going on right now in Geneva. Okay, today you had a world leader, uh, Vladimir Putin, not mm -hmm. a good guy. He's a he's he's a he's a stone cold thug, bully, murdering communist piece of crap. He's he's a horrible human being, but he made a. Uh, I find it very hard to believe that. I find myself going when Putin said something about this very thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Holy crap! This guy's got a hell of a good point." Mm -hmm. He's like, "Well, you want to call me a monster, huh? You think I'm a dictator?" You had people at the Capitol building exercising their constitutional right to political differences under your system, and you've got these people locked away forever. Yeah. And you think exactly. I'm the monster, and you think I'm the monster, huh? Mm. I'm not the monster. And Biden stumbled on himself. Uh, well, <laughs> he couldn't of course. That's another topic for another time. But yep. what the government has done in reaction to this is nearly as bad as the act itself, right? Correct. Yep. Ashley Babbitt, she got shot and she died. Should she have been in there doing what she was doing? Probably no. Did she deserve to get shot for what she was doing? Probably no. It's a terrible thing. But... To not even know who the officer was until just recently. And no. they were trying to put it under the rug. Uh, that's unacceptable in my book. Anyway. Apparently there's two different, uh, two different scales of justice in this country, huh? Hmm. Mm, not supposed to be. That. No, not supposed not to be. But to be. we live in upside down world. The dipsy doo flipperoo, huh? Yep. That's our, from our friend Dan Bongino. Yes, so. it is. That's a Bonginoism. We yeah. more we more admire him. I don't think he knows who we are. But anyway, that's okay. He's our. <laughs> he's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyhow, look, everybody. You know, we we enjoyed bringing you this content tonight. We really did. Uh, you can expect more from us. Better too. I think so. I think so. Yes, much better. Yeah. We're we're getting there. I mean, look. <laughs> It's it's really interesting to do this, right? Because you learn a lot about number one how to how to do this, and you learn that when you listen to a podcast that you particularly enjoy, and you know, going a little bit off topic, just having a conversation with the audience here. What when you go a little bit off topic here, and and what you want to discover. When you do something like this, when you put together a podcast, and in you do enjoy podcasts and this kind of medium. You don't understand just how much work people 
put into these things. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to learn something completely new and different. So I'm enjoying myself and we hope that the audience is, is enjoying themselves. And, you know, we, we're making some friends along the way and we have some exciting things that we'd really like to do. And, and just remember we're amateurs at this, right? We're not Mm -hmm. professional marketers. We're not professional broadcasters. We're not professional producers. We're just two idiots with a couple of microphones, headsets, computers. Think of how far we've all come in the last 10 years where two guys can put a broadcast out to the world. It's really amazing. It's really cool. Right. Now, one other thing, just to, and I, I echo everything that you're saying, Alpha. We also understand the importance of ensuring that we bring you information that's relevant, that's accurate. And yes, it is our opinion also. However, we, we want to get it right. We earn your trust and earn your time for us to be able to tell you all these things. And I am greatly appreciative of the ability and the honor to be able to sit and talk with my friend from childhood, my best friend and get this information out here because no one else is talking about it. So we look at this as a service to us and being American. It's our responsibility. It's our obligation. That's right. We're not backing down. A right not exercised is a right lost. Correct. And on that note, everybody, hey, listen, it's it's hump day. It's it's almost the end of hump day. We're on the we're on the downturn to Friday Eve, which is tomorrow. Uh, mm. you know, I've I've had a particular yeah, I've had a particularly challenging work at week uh, work week so far. Um, I'm so tired I can't even speak anymore. Uh, so, you know, Hey, listen, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. I want to give a shout out to our affiliate POF USA, POF USA.com makers of the finest AR 15 style rifles in the United States. However, I, I, I had a chance to look at something the other night that really impressed me. And, uh, we're trying to see if we can do a little something with that company as well. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that a little later on. For those of you that live in the deep blue states, uh, particularly New York, you can't touch any of this stuff because, you know, King Cuomo says you can't do that. Uh, Mm. so we wish you all the best there. Uh, POF USA and Mark's Guns LLC, marksgunsllc.com. Go see Mark for all of your shooting, hunting, and outdoor needs. He'll order anything you want. He charges a very small markup, and he can have it delivered to your FFL for transfer. So on that note, we'd like to just make sure that you catch our podcast on any of your regular podcast uh, venues that you use, Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, iHeart, etc. Go to our website, signal50.com. It'll give you where to find all of our content. Make sure to catch us over on Rumble so you can catch the video overlays. Uh, There's going to be some more content coming that Rumble will be a little more handy for. Uh, I think Parler is dead. Um, I'm having Mm. problems with Parler. I'm just not enjoying that whole thing anymore. But on that that note, that's it. it. No, something's not (laughs) Um, right. Also, if you could pass this around, get it to your, right. your friends, put it on your, your social media. Uh, we don't use Twitter or Facebook. That's my personal choice. And I know it's Alpha's personal choice because I don't like to give them free content oh, and then they I, take advantage I, uh, of it by throttling it. 
I got unper- I got unpersoned on Twitter, so I'm all done there. So <laughs> anyway, uh, please uh, give us a rumble when you're watching us there, or give us a like, or if you could give us a review on the podcast wherever you pick up the podcast, and let let us know what we can do to make it better. We again very appreciative of you spending some yep. time with us, and uh, we will catch you on the next show coming up. That's right. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we'd like to send out a special thanks to all our soldiers, sailors, and airmen that protect us 24-7, 365. No matter where you are on the planet, be careful out there. It's becoming a dangerous world. And we'd like to thank our police, firefighters, and EMS personnel that work with us, and we interact with them on a daily basis here domestically. Mm -hmm. We'd like to thank you for all you do, and thank you very much. Your only job is to go home safe at night to your families, and we really appreciate everything that you do for us. And on that note, bravo. Cue the music. Everybody, have a great rest of your week, and enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on Sunday night. Take care, everyone.